Welcome to Basketball Edition Overtime Special. We are with Bill, Jimmy, and Burnsy today. G'day, uh, mate. Kia ora, kia ora. So, lads, welcome along. Let's do a bit of a wrap up and uh, admit some uh, failings in our predictions and some uh, champions, some supports of our predictions. So, first things first, boys, the court. The court was amazing, right? That's the best thing of the whole weekend. I especially enjoyed it on the skills challenge, which was hilarious because even some of the players couldn't seem to follow the arrows that was like pointing them where they should go. He still messed up. I thought that was quite a hard case. The court was very, was very cutting edge. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I spent a good 70% of the time instead of watching the actual challenges, watching the court. So yeah, no, it was definitely one of the highlights for me. Yeah, great for TV. I think finally the enhanced technology is going to be amazing to see what happens is it going to end up being like 2k and we're controlling players on the court what did you think of the rookies versus sophomore uh little tournament I, i'm i'm still not a fan yeah i'll um i'll jump in i'll put my hand up i boy did i absolutely dismiss with just complete disregard all of the other teams namely i think all three of us dismissed the g league because it was just funny to do that Boy, did the team that I support absolutely choke. I have a feeling because they probably were the most talented. They, on paper, they just went in just with that whole, we've got this type mentality. And the G League Ignite came out and they had a chip on their shoulder and they decided that they were going to win. <laughs> Boy, did they. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Bill. I think, yeah, G League obviously had the most approved because everyone just wrote them off from the beginning. And yeah, everybody else sort of played almost just like the actual all-star teams. Eh? They sort of didn't didn't seem too interested in it. And it kind of bugged me quite a bit because everyone was looking forward to having all these rising stars, these new guys, rookies, everyone that's been watching these guys for the last year come in and just sort of be real nonchalant with everything. And it was really disappointing. What about you, Jimmy? Yeah, same here, mate. I'm still going to completely ride off the G League. I just think it's a competition. <laughs> A waste of resources that could be better spent elsewhere. But I agree there, lads. I think there's got to be something on these games. There's got to be something more to it that's going to motivate them. But then when you motivate them with something, in a couple of years, they're going to end up again saying, we're not motivated by this. So we just get back and stuck back in that circle. One player, though, that really impressed me was Benedict Matherin. I'm very, very high up on him now, just seeing a guy that goes, I've got a point to prove here that I'm one of the best players. And boy, did he what? He was really good. Besides that air ball dunk that he attempted. (laughs) But yeah, he he was a top player of the day for sure. Definitely deserved the MVP. Whether or not it was because it was home crowd or not, but I certainly did enjoy his competitive nature and his little chirp that he had with Jaden Ivey. I quite enjoyed that. That Jaden Jaden Ivey thought he was just having a bit of bants, but as it turns out, he's like... you can't guard me. You can't guard me when I'm with the paces and you can't guard me here. I just love that. You can see how personally Jaden took that as well, eh? He had like right no comeback. You saw that face just change. He was like, oh, yeah, he's going to do something. But ultimately, he didn't actually do anything else after that. But it would have been great to see him do something. I, I just want to know why, why it is. Are these guys copying like the actual All-Stars or like what it is that they decide whether or not there's either a spoken agreement or an unspoken agreement that they're like, right, guys, Let's just have fun because it it is so frustrating from a fan's point of view that literally the G League was pretty much the only team that actually really tried. 
and even with like the main all-stars which we'll get to it you know like we haven't seen competitiveness since like kobe no way should we have a 200 point game in an all-star it moves us on to our our next point lads the all-star game i'm all for players getting 50 points and things like that but a 200 point game is just stupid right? i'm wrapped that the east one i know both bernsey and i said up the east but the west is probably going to win but i'll tell you what <laughs> it, yeah. it obviously didn't happen i think the east had a few guys that had a point to prove but still i i, I think actually probably the reason that the score was the way it was um, nikola Jokic and luka Doncic just weren't interested in being there eh? they were just a pure comedy duo and i think that was probably part of the reason that the West weren't able to sort of score as many points as the East, even though it was, what, 180, 180-odd? Yeah, well, are those two going to play together eventually? Because it looks like they've got a bit of a bromance going on. I was watching when they were passing and skipping down the court. It was hilarious, but also I'm like, oh, you know, what would happen if those two t- had a superhero team up? I saw an interview with the Joker who got asked a question by a Serbian journalist asking about the Doncic bromance. And the Joker said, oh, you know, I really love it here in Denver, but but if Luca ever gets sick of Dallas, you know, he can come over here and play with me. I, I can't see them teaming up anytime soon. I don't think the Mavericks would let Luca leave, but it would be a pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, every time those two get together, it just seems like a reason for them to goof off and just have fun together, right? They don't really seem to be interested too much on anybody else on the bench with them. With the All-Stars themselves, like, you're right, Phil, that, the East, I think it was just meant to go show like how much outside shooters there are in the East. No one was really too interested in going and doing flashy dunks besides maybe Carl Anthony Towns who was attempting to do everything and anything he possibly could. Everyone just wanted to pull up deep threes and it was very much as we expected. It was entertaining at parts, but then again, the LED court sort of took over and was quite exciting to watch at parts of it. <laughs> it was just, I don't know. Half a waste of time, half a good watch. How long is that LED cord away from making the NBA? That's a good question. Not long, I don't think. As long as it's not too much of a distraction for the actual players. So that takes me on to the next one, guys. First and foremost, skills challenge, lads. Thoughts? I'll start it. I'm probably wrong about the, the All-Star team winning it. Nonchalantly, and Scotty Barnes, I just wanted to backhand slap over the back of the head. Uh, just watching him do it. And then... Anthony Edward, Edwards just doing his left-hand shot, not taking it seriously as well. Wemby must have been tearing his hair out, but then even he looked like he wasn't keen and was celebrating mediocrity. Thoughts, lads? Yeah, well, Scotty Barnes being in the All-Scrouse squad, even though he had those missteps, it, it still wasn't enough to be worse than what the number one picks did. I mean, in retrospect, picking, picking the Pacers guys made the most sense because they had the hometown crowd, but it was weird that the number one picks that Ant decided he was going to shoot those corner threes with his left hand. Wemby looks like he looked like he tried. Yeah. And and Paolo looked like he tried as well. And I think they were just happy to be there. That's what it looked like. I couldn't agree more. I reckon, you know, you guys are spot on with your reviews there because I mean, I think I said it before the actual All Star weekend as well. Scotty Barnes had no business being in on this weekend. It was a mockery really of the whole thing. And Edwards said before the game he was going to shoot left-handed. And I thought for a second, like, oh, okay, like, he actually has this ability to do so. Maybe he's, like, you know, playing the two-card trick. Watch this hand. We should be watching this one. And then it was, yeah, just just a botchery, really, wasn't it? Yeah, but who was he trying to who was he trying to prove that to? Like, because the fans that went there and paid good money and us fans that paid good money to watch it on TV, 
we get this blooming sideshow of someone shooting left handed and not trying. That frustrates me to know. My hard earned wages going on someone who just doesn't want to try. Actually, you, you do raise a good point, Jimmy. But across the board, the three point comp was probably the only all star event that wasn't in some form or fashion made a mockery of. Everyone in the three point comp tried. And that's it, mate. Like, Dame did well to win, though. He. Is he starting to go down as one of the best three-point shooters ever? I think you need to start putting him up there. I think he needed to have a weekend like that, though, especially after how his season's been going with all his like trials and tribulations with what's going on outside the NBA. And he said, like, you just watch. Like, I'm going to come back. I'm going to prove to you guys that I am still one of the greatest shooters. And by winning it, I think that sort of made everyone stop to think this guy isn't someone to throw away just yet. He still has something there to to prove. Yeah, he's he hundred percent he's not washed. I think a lot of people were starting to think that with how his shooting numbers have been this year. But like again we've touched on before, there are so many external factors off the basketball court that can affect how someone plays and I think that's playing out at the moment. I'm super pumped that he won. Just gotta say as well, I know he was my pick to win the whole thing. I think it was more so a joke. I was quite surprised to make, see him make it to the top three, but Cat definitely finessed the system with his big foot constantly just over that front line. <laughs> but he did well to actually make so many shots, but there are only twos technically, right? Good old Cat, eh? Just uh, the participation award in the three-point shooting contest went to him. Um, Tyrese gave a good go as well. Just over the dunk contest, guys, like... Another thing I was just disappointed was it just looked like guys there had got the invite and going, yeah, I'm there. Mac McClung was there to win, but there's got to be more onus put on it. If it's going to be something that's successful or do you just take it away from the All-Star weekend altogether? I think the way Mac played in the rookie sophomores and then again in this dunk contest, it's like, yeah, he's playing for an NBA contract. You know, he had something more to play for. Probably my biggest takeaway and probably the dunk that's done the most rounds on social media was Jalen Brown's no-look dunk. <laughs> it's so bad. Who yeah. does a dunk? And then at the end when they land, cut of their face, it was so bad. And then he doubled so down on social media and goes, I did the no-look dunk. And they're like, no, you didn't. <laughs> it was such an excusable. It's so bad. And I thought Jaime Huckius Jr.'s dunk as well, like his ones just look real lackadaisical. Jacob Toppin was unfortunate not to be in the final when he should have been in the final. 100%. The jumping over uh, Shaq is really impressive, but junk, dunking, but jumping over a guy sitting down in a seat. I saw a comment it was, we've gone from jumping over and dunking to jumping over someone sitting on a seat under the hoop. It's just... Yeah, it made up. Come on, guys. Shaq's in a fool's number one pick as well. It's hilarious how they've edited it. Like, he's only, what, a five-foot streamer. And then they start, like, lowering him into the ground as well. And he's still, like, missing the dunk over the top of him. But we knew that Jalen Brown wasn't really a tricks-in-his-bag kind of dunker. He was very, as we expected, one-dimensional. Yeah, he's vanilla. Very make, vanilla. It made me sort of hang my head in shame to be a Celtic supporter as well. I was just like, oh, no. Like, I'm going to hear this from all my mates who support, you know, follow NBA as well. So, yeah, disappointing. Well, everyone, we can all get excited because he has said he is thinking about putting his name back in the hat to redeem himself next year. <laughs> that to look forward to. Oh, cool, Jalen. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah.
Well, lads, that's our Overtime All-Star Weekend Edition. Cheers for tuning in and make sure there to follow us on the socials. Basketball underscore edition underscore WMSA. Lads, cheers again. Let's do it all again next week. Cheers for having me, having us. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening to the Basketball Edition podcast. Please make sure to follow us on our socials. Basketball underscore edition underscore WMSA. And if you are wanting to have a chat with us, please send us a message and we'll get back in touch with you. Make sure to follow us on Apple, iHeart, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube, all good podcasting streaming channels. Thank you.